Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Rob Moore here with another Caffeine Cast, a short, sharp shot in the arm of motivation and inspiration. The title of this episode is Even Falling is Something You Learn How to Do. So quite recently, I listened to my first ever interview with Tony Hawk, the very famous skateboarder, you know, the huge franchise owner of all the computer games. And it's not something I've been into ever, skateboarding. So I kind of stumbled on this interview and um, found it really great, actually. I thought it was really inspiring. I thought he had a great attitude. The thing that really jumped out at me, though, was a random quote that he said. I don't even know if he meant as a quote, he just said it. But he said, even falling is something you learn how to do. Now, what he meant by that was when he's trying to do all of his, what is it, 360s, 720s, 900s apparently is the big hard trick where you spin around a few times or whatever. And he was saying that from very early on, when you learn your tricks, you have to learn how to fall. So you learn a way of doing a trick. And then when you're halfway through it and you know you've screwed it up, you kind of learn to bail, you learn to land on your pads, on your knees. It reminds me of when I was doing martial arts. I got a few black belts a few years ago. Rubbish at them now. But, and um, one of my very first martial arts instructors used to teach us break falls. And of course, we want to do the sparring and the fighting and the one-inch punch and the touch people's like pressure point, and then they kind of die really quickly. But the reality was you had to learn how to be thrown. You had to learn how to fall. So you learn the basic break falls of sort of backwards, sideways, being thrown. And only when you can really learn how to fall can you get into to the kind of the really sexy techniques of throwing and you know um, locks and bars and chokes and all that so it really inspired me to do this podcast because you can learn how to fail too you can learn how to fall you can learn how to make mistakes you can actually get better at failing you can de-risk failure you can de-risk falling just like you learn in martial arts and just like tony hawk said in his interview even falling is something you learn how to do And I think if you learn how to fall, you learn how to fail, then you learn how to succeed because you reduce the fear of failure. Therefore, you're going to go for a few more risks. You know, you're going to maybe try a little bit more, test a little bit more, tweak, iterate, take feedback a little bit more. So you can learn how to fail. How can you do that? Well, here you go. Get your pen and paper out and write this down if you're not net timing. So the first thing you can do is you can start or test small so that you minimize the failure. Now, yeah, of course, that reduces the failure, but that also teaches you to fail often, to fail forward, to keep failing, but failing small. And you fail small and then you get kind of more used to and more prepared to fail big. I'm not saying you want to fail on purpose epically on things that are really going to damage your business and your brand and your profit and loss. But of course, if you can embrace, embrace, handle and kind of accept failure, you can actually learn to get better at doing that. Therefore, you fear it less. So start or test small so that you can kind of minimize the failure, the size, the scale, the reach of the failure. The next thing you can do is completely minimize the downside. So, you know, obviously in using the analogy of Tony Hawk, if you've got pads on your knees and pads on your elbows and you you look to land on your knees then you're going to minimise the damage. You know, when you're doing breakfalls in martial arts, you learn to land in areas that aren't going to damage you, whether you hit the ground with your, your palms or you roll over your shoulder. So how can you minimise the downside? 
something else you can do. I think not taking failure too seriously, learning how to laugh at yourself, make a little bit of a joke out of it. I mean, Gerald Ratner did that amazingly well. I hope you've listened to that podcast already. But Gerald Ratner had a huge mistake, really, that was just so innocent and so small and was so exaggerated by the press. But he's making a living now, making fun out of the failure that he made. And if you haven't seen him speak, you've got to see him speak. He's brilliant. And his whole 90-minute speech is really just, uh, here's how I messed up, here's how I messed up, look at me, I'm stupid, and kind of learning to self-depreciate and, and I guess reduce the seriousness of it, laugh at yourself, not see it too seriously. I think it's a great thing you can do to minimise the failure. Don't put too big a stress on the outcome. I mean, the bigger the outcome you, you want, you know, the bigger the result that you demand of yourself and your team, the more pressure there is and therefore the more likely you are to fail. So yes, you want to set big goals, but don't put pressure on yourself or others to get these ridiculously big goals just because it's something that you want. And therefore, when you don't get anywhere close to it, you feel that failure. When in reality, if you hadn't set such a big outcome, it might not have been such a big failure. So yeah, you set a target, but then just kind of go, okay, well now I let go of the outcome to that target and I just go through the process and accept what I get. Get help from others. So a lot of people are failing on their own, trying things on their own, doing things on their own, testing on their own, trailblazing on their own, without any mentors, without any proper training, without any counsel, without great team members around them. They're going blind, thinking that they can solve this problem, but it's been, never been solved by them. They've got to make all the mistakes and the failures themselves. So if you get help from others, then you reduce the likelihood of failure. And then when things go wrong, you've got great counsel, people to advise you, to coach you through, to pick you up to help you iterate and make good decisions moving forward. If you accept and expect that there are going to be multiple failures and iterations before you get success, then I think that that just embraces it more. And you don't see it as a failure, you see it as an iteration. You know, you've, you've heard, I'm sure, the 10,000 times, the 10,000 experiments that Edison did, created, iterated to finally kind of solve the light bulb challenge or problem. And he didn't see each experiment as a failure. He saw each experiment as one step further towards or closer towards kind of solving this big problem. Now, if you saw failure as the next iteration or a step forward, if you fail forward fast, you know that there's going to be four, five, six versions before it's actually great. And actually, you know, it's never finished and it's never great. And there's always a new software update or a new iteration. If you have that mentality and mindset around failure, I don't think you see it as failure. You just see it as another step in the journey. So expect it multiple times before you get the results. Also, when you do have something that goes wrong, stop and be grateful for it. Look at it and go, what can I learn? How can this be the greatest gift? What's the message? What's the sign? What am I supposed to understand from this? Because we're always looking for successes and only really drive and strive towards getting successes. And when we fail, we kind of just start again and, and try and sort of get back up as quickly as possible if we've got a good mindset. But in many of the failures are the successes. So in, in every fail, glue is a post-it note. And how can you find your post-it note in your fail glue? Well, you can only do that by stopping and taking time to evaluate what you perceive as a failure and look at how that failure is actually a success. Look at the benefit of it. I was supposed to go to the Monaco Grand Prix. It's something we do every year. And it was the first year I was going to take my family. And the one day this year that Bobby was properly projectile vomiting was the day we're supposed to travel to Monaco. And of course, you know, I see that as a, a bit of a, a downside and you know we, were, we got him so excited about going he was supposed to be there and enjoy it and you know I, I thought well 
you know, that's, that's, that's a great loss for my son and taking my fiance there. We had a £30,000 villa boot that I'd already paid for. But actually, maybe it's a better thing for him to go next year when he's a little bit older and he can appreciate it a little bit more. I don't know if you can hear him shouting in the background, by the way, there. Also, we get to play three rounds of golf on the Saturday, Sunday and Monday we would have been there. We get to go to a golf competition that he wouldn't have gone to before and it's his local club. So there are many upsides in the downside. So how can you look at that failure in an upside and really be able to improve on the situation? Can you actually learn to enjoy failure? I mean, it sounds weird, but can you almost get this sadistic attitude where, you know, you're a masochist for failure. You're like, bring it on. I love it. The more I fail, uh, the more I get towards success, the stronger I become, the more resistant I become, the thicker thick skin I have, the more I can take it. Therefore, the bigger my brand grows. Therefore, the more I beat my competition because each failure, my competition are getting broken and stopping and giving up. So can you almost have this enjoyment of it? I think it's a great reframe and a, a good way to look at it. Imagine that no one's watching. Imagine you're doing something and no one's watching. No one's judging you. No one's going to say anything negatively. Put yourself in that state. Just what is the right thing for you? What can you learn? And imagine what would you do if no one were looking and no one were judging? I think, again, that's another way to really perceive uh, falling and failing is something that you can learn how to do. Imagine that you make people feel better. Imagine every time you fail, someone looks at you and goes, oh, look at them failing. I feel better about myself. So I know it's kind of like a little fun trick to play on yourself, but I think it's a really great thing to think that, well, in my failures, I'm inspiring others because I make failure okay, or in my failures, I'm making other people feel better about themselves. Imagine with each failure, you're one step closer to success. So, of course, there is no failure, only feedback. There is no destination, only a step more forward in your journey. Imagine when you fail, you protect other people from failure. So I really believe if you can accept failure, accept feedback, you can grow and develop your emotional and business mastery, you become far more valuable because most people on the planet, they're not strong enough to do that. And um, so when you take it on, you know you're becoming more powerful. A bit like when Obi-Wan Kenobi was struck down by Darth Vader and it became more fat powerful in the force. You, Sorry if you don't even know what I'm going on about there. I'm bringing my geeky side out. But you become more, more powerful each time you do it, knowing that others are inspired by it or they, they pedestalize you up as a leader because they can't take it themselves. So you almost get to protect other people from that failure too. Imagine that your value is going up with each failure. So instead of thinking your battery life is going down or you're getting further away from your outcome, imagine that your value is going up because basically your value is based on how you serve other people and solve their problems. And so failure for you, protecting failure from them, learning how to solve their problems gives you more value and then you're paid more handsomely for it. They make statues of you, they quote you, and I think it's a very, very powerful thing. So keep failing. Keep falling, learn how to fall, learn how to fail, follow the steps in this caffeine cast. You'll become better at failure and therefore better at success. So I hope you've enjoyed this caffeine cast. I'm not going to ask anything of you at the end here other than to go out, be amazing, make money and make a difference. And if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.